0: Welcome friends, you're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Hey there, bridal beauty bestie. It is time for another episode of the Swears and Does Hair podcast, and today I'm going to be talking about upgrading your experience for your brides. So I see a lot of people all the time that confuse upgrading the experience with giving and giving them more things. So um, inside my course, I talk about how to, um, you know, brand yourself uh, based on your experience. What can your brides experience with you to find your target market, to find your dream bride so you can appeal to them and be like, Yes, this is the experience that you want. Here's how I deliver it. And then we talk a lot about pricing. And when it comes time for people to level up their pricing, okay, to raise their rates, people get scared. They get like really scared and they're like, but what if I don't book as many weddings? And no matter how many times I tell people, well, that's kind of the point is uh, to make more and work less. That's why we raise our rates it is not just because of inflation, it's to thin out our books so that we can make more money per hour, all right? They were like, well, what can I give them to justify the increase in my rates? And they think that that translates to physical things. Like, well, I can raise my rates and I can justify that by, Uh, including lashes now or a free upgrade to airbrush or now if I give them a touch-up kit or I stay longer or I do this and you they're thinking about like well what can I give them that is kind of really the wrong way to approach value building and justifying your prices you don't have to give them anymore if you're thinking about well what can I give them physically you're you're kind of going about it the wrong way you upgrade their experience with you and that's what justifies the increase in your prices every time you know a bag of potato chips gets more expensive at the grocery store are they giving you more chips no they're raising their prices because of inflation and because of other factors Okay, so I know that we're not like potato chips and we can't necessarily correlate it exactly the same, but you don't have to physically give them things in order to justify your prices. If you're curious about like, well, if I give them this or if I do this thing for them, ask yourself this. If it hurts your bottom line, meaning it's costing you money to do that thing for them, it's a no. Okay, it is not growing your business. It's now costing you more money. If you are buying them a welcome gift and then mailing it to them, yeah, that's really nice. That's really sweet. It it helps to upgrade the experience. But you have to pay for the shit and then pay to mail it to them. That's costing you money. So that $20 that you're charging more now is gonna cost you 20 bucks to buy them a gift and then mail it to them you you're it's a wash you're not actually making any more money you're just going to end up booking less weddings because your price is increased and you're not making any more money for it so why are you even raising your rates people will raise their rates cuz like well I want to make more money and then they forget that that's going to equate to probably less weddings unless you're to the point where you're in a big growth phase of your business and you're scaling and you're building a team and your your point is to make is also to do more weddings and raise your rates because you're undercharging once you're in the right spot for what you're charging Your price increases are buying back time for your life. Unless you have a team and you can offset and pass that on. And remember, every time you pass on a wedding to somebody in your team, you are taking a huge chunk of that money out of your own pocket and putting it in somebody else's. Okay, so you'd be making... $20,000, $30,000 $20,000, $30,000 a month coming into the bank account, but that is not going into your personal bank account, That is it's going into your business bank account, and you have to be realistic about that, okay? So if anybody has like visions of grandeur with building a team, you have to remember, it's gonna balance itself out, all right? But if that is the point where you are at in your business and you're building and you're scaling and you're growing and you want to continue to make the number of weddings a year that you do also go up, at the same time as having a price increase then yes all right but if you are a solo artist and you work for yourself and you do not have a team and you do not subcontract out weddings to other people all right the price increase is to buy back some of your weekends it is to buy back your life so you can make more money by doing less weddings so um how can you continue to build value then if you're not giving them anything, how do you justify that? And that is where building the experience and upgrading the experience that they get with working with you is what builds that value. That's where that strategy kind of comes in. And I think that may be the missing piece for a lot of people listening. So if that is what you're kind of struggling with and you're like, well, what else can I use to justify a price increase other than I don't want to work so much. Okay, because brides don't want to hear that. They don't want to be like, well, I don't give a shit if you don't want to work so much. Like, I only want to pay this. You, you don't have to approach it to them that way. That might be what, you know, we're about. But you still have to kind of find a way to actually make it worth it to them to pay you more. Because there's one thing to say, well, charge your worth and then add tax and all of these wonderful memes that we see passed around. okay. But if the experience that you're providing for your bride still doesn't justify what you're charging, you're just kind of being an asshole and being like, well, that's what I want to charge. And I am worth it because I am worth it. Well, you still have to deliver. Okay. You want to charge a thousand dollars. Ain't nobody saying you can't charge a thousand dollars. If you do not give a thousand dollar experience, then you're kind of just being an asshole with your pricing. And that might piss a lot of people off to hear that and be like, well, my time is worth I don't care. If you're not actually making it worth it to your bride, it's still not worth it to your bride. You're doing a disservice to your client. So if you wanna raise your prices, you do have to up level your experience consistently every time you raise your prices, okay? What what are your brides getting for that price increase other than the cost of inflation? We have to raise it a little bit. We don't have to raise it $20 a person, okay? Inflation ain't that much. Okay, yes, bobby pins are more expensive. Yes, gas is going up, blah, 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 all those kinds of things. But if we're not continuing to provide a higher experience for our brides, um, we are doing them a disservice. And that will hurt our business in the long run. The more of a disservice that we do to our brides for our own ego and our own bottom line, because that's what we're focused on, the the more it's gonna hurt us in the long run we're not going to be very sustainable as a business, all right? So you have to make sure that when you are doing price increases that you are balancing, well, what are you getting versus what are you, what is your bride getting? And it doesn't have to mean more things. You don't have to buy them anything. You do not need to bribe them, okay? So here are a couple of um, ideas, some different ways to approach this because I'm not just going to kind of talk at you. I want to help to give you solutions. And I want to empower you to find solutions that work for your own business. Because I'm not the kind of coach who says, take what I say as gospel, do as I say, or do as I do. My job as a coach is to help empower you. It's your business. If if I want to do things my fucking way, I have my own business to do that. It does not help you to copy me and to only do everything that I say Um, because I'm not going to keep saying stuff unless you guys are paying me. So once I stop speaking, if you don't know how to run your own business because you've just been doing everything that I say, well, then your business is not sustainable. So um, let's put on our thinking caps together and noodle this out, guys. All right. So the first thing I want you to ask is what services do you already do that you can market as setting yourself apart it's called your unique selling proposition your USP what do you do already all right what do you provide that sets you apart from your competition what already builds the value in your business now it's time to double down on that okay here are some different things timelines and coordination okay um, if you are just sending them out a basic typed up schedule, maybe it's time to upgrade that. Put together a beautifully branded PDF, okay? Put some other things in there for them. Put some prep instructions in there. And not just a, you know, people should arrive with no makeup and clean, dry hair. Like, that's not prep instructions. Like, actually give them information give them a timeline okay and it doesn't all have to be the same document you can break this up and be like okay six months out they get this pdf sent to them that says hey you have six months before your wedding here's when i recommend scheduling a series of facials here's when you should get waxed here's when you should get your nails done here's when you should get your spray tan here's when you should get your last haircut here's when you should get your roots touched up Here's when you should think about ordering your extensions. Here's a couple of brands to order from, approximate price range. Here's the information about customized extensions with my company. Providing that information periodically throughout the booking process in that months before the wedding is continually building that value. Okay, You're giving them the information that they need when they need it. You're not relying on them to know this stuff because they read it all on your website eight months ago or nine months ago, a year ago when they booked you. They read it once and you're expecting them to just remember it and know it and take it as gospel. No, you're continuing to help them throughout the planning process, being like, hey, here's what you need. Here's when you need it. I'm going to give it to you beforehand so you can anticipate when you need this information. And then I'm going to give it to you again when you actually need it so if at the six month mark is when they need to schedule their trial okay for the three month mark or the one month mark or whatever you tell them at seven months hey you got 30 days and within the next 30 days is when you want to look at your schedule and schedule a trial if you are somebody who cannot come in on a weekday And I have one or two weekends per month. I'm going to give you those dates at the seven month mark. So you have an entire month to figure out a schedule. And to find a date that uh, works for you. It might not be until a month before your wedding. But at least you got it done now. I am helping keep you on track. And then at that six month mark, it's like, okay, here's now when you need to be doing this. I told you 30 days ago. You haven't done it yet. But here's when you need to be doing it. Now, this isn't something that you need to worry about spending more time with. If you have a system like Dubsado or 17 Hats or HoneyBook, okay? And if you've ever taken my HoneyBook Master's training, all right, I teach you how to set these workflows up inside your pipeline. So it's all automated. Like you, the, the HoneyBook knows what day the wedding is. And then you tell HoneyBook, okay, seven months before this wedding, Send this six months before the wedding. Send this, and it's pre-written. It's pre-typed out. You can attach a beautiful uh, PDF, all that information, and then you don't like literally don't have to think about it. You don't even have to schedule that. It's already part of the workflow. So you just you worry about the customer service and the immediate emails and the booking, and you get that contract signed. And HoneyBook takes care of all of this relationship building with you. So it is not something that you need to worry about putting more time into. But now how much more valuable are you to your bride? And all of this additional preparation information is going to lead to a better result on the wedding day. If you're the kind of person who's like, motherfucker, brides, they don't get facials. They don't get their spray tans. They they don't follow my instructions. How many times are you providing that information to them? You may think you're providing it to them. You're like, oh, I post in stories. Not everybody follows you on Instagram. I put it on my website. Not everybody reads your website. They're gonna be reading the emails that they get from you. And the more personalized you can send them that information, the better. Okay, the more they are going to retain that information if they feel like it's specific to them. You're not just talking to the internet. You're not talking to the void. You're talking to them. You're sending them the information they need. And it's saying, hey, it is seven months before your wedding. They don't need to know that an automation sent that. It might be kind of obvious. All right. But they don't necessarily know that like brides don't realize that. Okay. That a lot of the communication that we send them is automated. All right. So think about how many types of touch points you can put into the process to provide continuous value to them. It could even be something where it doesn't necessarily have to do with you. It could be talking about like, so if you have problems with like the timelines, okay. And Venue is not letting people in. I hear people complain about this all the time. How many times do you have that conversation with your bride? They don't know this. They don't know how long things talk or take. Okay, you need to talk to them about that. So if you're sending out a thing saying, okay, it's six months before your wedding. We may have a preliminary timeline that we discussed that we put into your contract. Check in now with your venue. Can we get in at this time? If not, here are some additional solutions to overcome that. So they, it's a ball is now in their court. They are the ones who are responsible for figuring out the solution. And you're not waiting until last minute to be like, what do you mean our your venue won't let us in until 10? We need to get started at seven. And now It is a month out or two months out before the bride's wedding day or two weeks out, depending on when you send your timeline information and brides check in and might be like, oh, fuck, this doesn't actually work. Okay. They've got six months to schedule to book an Airbnb and to book or book a hotel. Okay. Okay they now can get a better rate and you're saving them a lot of money because they're not trying to do things last minute. So it's less stress for them, less stress for you and less money out of their pocket. The further in advance you can book Airbnbs and hotels and all of these other options, the cheaper the rate is going to be. You're saving them money. That is fucking valuable, honey. Okay? And you can build that into the explanation of why you're now worth more money. Because hey, I can help save you money. I help work with you to set your timeline on what's realistic. And if you need to book somewhere else, we have this conversation so early on in our, our communications that I make sure that you're not spending any last minute fees. Okay. So you can, you can propose that to them as, as how valuable you are. You're like a mini wedding planner. You're like a mini wedding planner for their wedding morning. Okay. So this is going to build value for you. It's going to build your relationship and they're going to be like, oh my God, she was so helpful. All these things that I didn't even know about, I never would have thought of. And and she had solutions already there and you literally don't have to do anything. You spend like an afternoon creating a PDF on Canva and popping it into your workflow. Okay, so it's going to free up a lot of your time. It's gonna eliminate a lot of your stress, eliminate a lot of your bride's stress and save her money. And it's really just about the amount of communication that you have with your brides. It doesn't cost you any more time, but it increases your value exponentially, okay? Um, The other types of prep guides that you can have, all right, is add-on sales and services, all right? So at that six month guide, Put the little bug in their ear that, hey, extensions, facials, lashes, spray tans, manicures. If you work for a salon or have additional beauty services that you can recommend, send them that information early and often. Don't just tell them once and expect them to remember. They got a lot of other vendors, okay? They've got a lot of other Balls in the air that they are trying to juggle, yours is not the most important. It's the most important to you, but it's not necessarily the most important to them. They need help. So holding their hand and being helpful builds authority that you are the go to person to help solve all of their beauty related needs. Okay. And it puts more money in your bottom line. If it's an additional sale or a different additional service that you can provide, you are now getting more money. Okay. I call it the guacamole. If you take in like my pricing guide or if you're inside my course or you take other trainings and stuff with me, I call it your guacamole. All right. The guac is extra, girl. All right. For a reason. People want the guac. People need the guac. They'll pay extra for it. It's value all right there's additional services to make your core service better the burrito tastes better with the guacamole charge for it all right it's laying the groundwork as well for a much smoother day on the wedding day people are going to sit down in the chair and they will be prepared because you have notified them of the information that they need you put it in their hands early and often okay remember that early and often you can also um, have contact with the bridal party before the wedding so if you're like well my brides are fine but the bridal parties aren't then additional value building is to help coordinate things with the bridal party so the bride doesn't have to you can offer a deeper deeper level of coordination for your brides and be like hey what is the emails of the bridesmaids who are going to be in your bridal party, okay, and you can create so like inside of um, Honeybook, you can add an additional workspace under a wedding. So like the the bride, that's the original workspace. That is like the the file, okay. You can add a file within a file. All right, add those bridesmaids into there as additional people, they're not going to get all of the original communication. So they're not going to get all the emails and the contract and the pricing and all that kind of stuff that stays between you and the bride. You can add on an additional workspace. All right. That's just the bridesmaids. And you can set up a workflow of information to email out to those bridesmaids. And be like, hey, guys, I'm so excited to work with you for so-and-so's wedding on such-and-such date. We're six months out. This is where you might be in your beauty planning routine before then. In order for you to have the most amazing experience and look fabulous, but not outshine the bride, here's what I recommend you should be doing over the next six months. And give them that information. They'll be like, wow, this person's like really on it. They're like, they're so valuable. And if they are somebody who is engaged, you're not waiting until the wedding day for them to meet you and be like, wow, I'm really impressed with their hair or their makeup. You are impressing them with your customer service. And it may not be too late for them to book you by that point. Because if they're already engaged, they've already been shopping for vendors. If you're waiting six months before you actually meet them in person, when you could have had communication with them and be selling them on the value of the experience that you provide, You've done yourself six months of disservice. She's probably already found somebody else. And if her wedding is coming up and she hasn't booked somebody, that's a red flag right there, okay? So don't wait until last minute to try and get in front of these women, all right? Grow your audience that way. Even if it's just a, hey, I'd love for you to follow me on Instagram, take a look through my portfolio. It'll help give you an idea of the style of hair or the style of makeup that I do so you can find some inspiration in my work and you're not worried about what you're going to do for your hair your makeup on the wedding day and if you organize your Instagram strategically you can have specific guides on here's hair inspiration here's different type of updos half updos here's hair for brunettes if here's hair for blondes uh here's uh makeup looks for fair skins medium skins tan skins deep skin tones here is for this ethnicity that ethnicity um here's simple natural looks here's more glam looks here's a full glam look you can organize you've already got the posts you've already got the stuff on your instagram feed. organize that shit put it together think of it like pinterest that's what guides do Guides was trying to be Pinterest. In case you haven't noticed yet, Instagram just loves to copy everybody else out there. Guides was their attempt at copying Pinterest and collections. So like when you save stuff and you can save it to a collection, like a little folder, that again was them trying to mimic Pinterest. They want you to come back to their um, their platform to reference information that you've saved just like you do with Pinterest Pinterest is a search engine it's a visual search engine Instagram wants to get in on that and if you can utilize that feature baby you're gold so give them that information don't wait until the wedding day when they're sitting there in your chair be like hey yeah I've got some guides um, here take a look give it to them months in advance weeks in advance and if you're somebody who works in a salon, you'd be like, hey, you know what? Don't have you don't have to worry about getting too much of your hair cut off right before the wedding. If you, if you come in for a consultation and tell me, okay, well, this is what I'm I'm looking for on the wedding day to do with my hair, I can give you a haircut that keeps that style in mind. I used to do that all the time when I still did hair behind the chair, especially with my brides. They might be going to somebody else for for their cuts and colors and stuff like that. But a lot of my brides came to me, you know, a week or two before their wedding to get a trim with me. Cause I'd be like, okay, let's clean up those ends. And because I know how long your hair needs to be for this style, you don't have to worry that I'm gonna chop off too much. You're growing it out, I respect that. And I will just dust the ends. I will clean that shit up so it looks nice and not scraggly. I don't have to worry about tucking that stuff in. I don't have to worry about the face framing not being there or being too short or too many layers and not being able to tuck that shit into the bun. Like I made my job a hundred times easier. I took one less thing off their plate. One less worry that they'd have that their haircut was going to get screwed up when they were growing it out. And that was more money in my pocket. And because I I let people know that this is a service that I provide and because I specialize in brides, they could trust me to keep their needs in mind at the top of my to-do list. They were like, yes, I trust this person. She works with brides. She knows what I need. She's not going to make her job any harder. My hair is going to look great. I can go back to my regular stylist. Okay. I wasn't trying to steal anybody's work. Okay, I let them know, hey, if you really are looking for a new hairstylist and you want to work with me long term afterwards, I'd love it. But I'm not trying to poach you. And I was very upfront with them. I was like, look, I'm not trying to poach you from your 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 stylist. Like, but if you go to this person and you get your haircuts and you're complaining that they always cut off more than you want and you're worried they're going to do that for the wedding day, you don't have to worry about that with me. I'll keep your needs in mind over my own ego, okay? And people fucking loved it. They ate that shit up, okay? I did facials. I done lash extensions. I still do the spray tanning, but I added on all these other services and I let them know. And most of the time, I was seeing my brides for a couple of weeks before their wedding for a whole bunch of different stuff, okay? So it was... deeper relationship building. I'm seeing them more and more often. We had great conversations. I'm learning about their business or their 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 work, their their relationships, their life, their children, their family, whatever. They're doing the same thing for me. A lot of those people, I am now long-term friends with on Facebook, okay? I built this amazing relationship with them. And I I didn't have to give them a damn thing. I didn't have to buy them a gift. I didn't have to send them a card. I didn't have to mail them anything. Um, There was no extra gift that I gave them on the wedding day. I think the only time I've ever really given a gift to a bride on a wedding day was my first wedding um, in January of 2021. This poor bride had just gone through so much with the pandemic and stuff like that. I literally went to like TJ Maxx. I bought her a $5 candle and some bath bombs and I put that in there with a face mask and I gave it to her and I was like, look, I know how stressed you've been. Here's, you know, for like tomorrow, tomorrow night, light this candle, pop in a bath bomb, throw on that face mask and take a deep breath, let it all out. You're done you're married. You got through it. We did this. You're good. You know? And she was like, oh my God, that was so sweet. You know, like that, if you're going to give them something, like give them something like that. Not, hey, this is my gift for booking with me. They'll be like, oh, that's really nice. That's cool. Thanks. Like then they'll forget about it. They're not going to write about that in, in the review afterwards. For years, when I had a team, I would send out Christmas cards and I would get them like my first Christmas, ornaments and I would mail that out to people you know how many people ever even bothered to say thank you uh like one and there were plenty of times where people didn't even make it to their first Christmas or they weren't Christian and we didn't have that type of conversation so like it seems really nice to be going above and beyond and doing these things but at the end of the day That was hurting my bottom line. I was spending so much money on these gifts for people thinking that it justified my prices and thinking that it was building this better relationship with them when all I had to do was just give them more of my time. They're they're buying you for the time that you save them. People can do their own hair. They can do their own makeup. They can ask a friend to do it for them. They're hiring you. Because they don't want to do it themselves. They're they're hiring you for your time. That you're saving them. That they don't have to do it. Okay? That they can relax and focus on other more important things on the wedding day. And for your expertise. That you're fucking amazing at what you do. That is what they're buying from you. They're, They're not really buying the practical. Okay? They can watch a bunch of tutorials and kind of meander through it. right, they can buy the same products that you apply to them. They might not get as good of a result or as polished of a result, but they've wasted all that money on the products, and then they've wasted all that time trying to learn it and do it on the wedding day. They're not buying the practical physical skills, okay? They're buying your time that you're saving them. They're buying your expertise. And when you work on upgrading those two things, that... Is where you are building in the value that is where you're really upgrading your business in a way that is profitable and beneficial to the brides um other ways that you can do it is by making things more convenient so it goes back to saving them all of this time okay convenient booking options all right how much time do they have to waste and how much time do you have to waste Going back and forth trying to schedule shit through emails or playing phone tag give them convenient booking options let them be able to pick a time that works for them that also works for you that does not require any more of your time and that doesn't take a lot of their time to do so things like Vigaro or gloss genius square Calendly there's like a million different options yeah you got to pay a little bit for it but you know what you are raising your prices to upgrade this experience, sometimes there is going to be a little bit of a practical cost for it, okay? The money that it saves you in the time down the road, it pays for itself. I say it all the time in my courses, all the time in this podcast, time is money. You need to retrain your brain to view the time that you're putting into your business correlates to a physical amount of money uh two weeks ago in my social media overwhelm if you haven't listened to that episode i highly recommend it it's like an hour um but there's there's so much in it um that i think is, is super super valuable um but i talk about like retraining your brain and figuring out like this is how much money i made last year and this is how many hours i spent doing work on my business and figure out, okay, how does that translate to how much money you made per hour? And, and taking that, how many days, you know, like divide that by, by 365 or whatever and and get yourself some monopoly money, like physically, sometimes you just got to look at it and be like, this is how much per hour I'm making for my business. And then training your brain that every time you work behind the scenes in your business, you you got to put that money somewhere. You got to take it. It's it, take it out of the the bank pile and, and and put it into the trash pile. Like you you spent that money. You spent that time. You spent that money. Okay. And start viewing your time as money that way better. All right. Um, when we have to physically hand over money, it's harder. How much easier is it to overspend on your credit card versus having to hand over cash? Your brain doesn't like seeing that money go somewhere. So if you have to retrain your brain, um, using the monopoly money is a really great strategy and a really great tool to to train yourself to to view time as money because you have to make a physical exchange. Okay, so um, try that. And then when you understand like, well, how much time am I losing and how much money am I losing? Is it worth $10 a month, $25 a month? However much you have to pay for these different um, online booking options. If you could if you could keep that money in your, in your bank pile instead of in your trash pile, yeah, you'll, you'll pay that fee. You'll pay it much quicker if you realize how much it's actually saving you in the long run. Alright, so you're gonna give yourself an instant pay raise because it's gonna cut down on your administrative time. It's going to be more convenient for them in an upgraded um upgraded service. Alright? I love the girl who does my hair. She's amazing. Lexi, if you're listening, I love you. I hate the salon she works at. It is super fucking inconvenient to book an appointment with her. I gotta like message her and she's gotta get back to me, and if she's busy there's no confirmation there's no reminders like nothing like the front desk doesn't even like call or text or anything to be like hey just a reminder about your appointment with Lexi tomorrow like they don't even take the time to to deliver that level of customer service all right I'm super excited by the thought that um you know maybe someday she's not going to be working (laughs) there um because I would literally love for her to work somewhere that's a little more with the times Like, give me an online booking option. It's a pain in the ass. I only get my hair cut or colored a few times a year because booking an appointment's a pain in the ass. If I could just go online into Vegaro, which is what I use for my own salon business, um, and so I already have an account created, if I could just go online and be like, what times does she have open for this service? I would be there all the time because it's convenient for me. I would be happy to give her way more money every year To maintain my hair because it's easy for me to give it to her so if you want to make it easier for people to give you money make it convenient okay Um, same thing goes for like an online contract all right Uh, rather than them having to like print something out and sign it and send it back I had a bride uh, she just got married a few weeks ago but back you know a year or so ago when she actually booked with me her mom was like, okay, so, well, I'm going to be on vacation and I won't have a printer near me. So when you send me the contract, blah, blah, blah. And the bride looked at her and she was like, mom, they're with the times. Like, no, nobody needs to print out a contract and sign it and, and email it to you. Every, literally everything is done through email. Just like when we, you know, booked her for other stuff and, and whatnot. And so it was just like, uh, do people really still run their business that way? And it's like, yeah, some people do. You know, they don't make it easy for people to sign stuff, all right? Have an electronic option where you literally send it to them and do not make them fill anything out. One, that's bad contract process, okay? Your brides should not be filling anything out. You should be getting that information from them beforehand. You put that into your contract. Literally, the only thing a bride should be doing is signing The system should even date it for them. Like, literally sign. That's all they should do. It should take, like, two clicks for them to sign a contract, okay? Maybe they have to initial in a few places and stuff like that. But if you make it more inconvenient for them, they have to fill their own shit out. One, you're opening up the door to them filling shit out wrong, and neither one of you catching it, not filling out shit completely, and them taking forever to get it back to you so if that's a problem that you see in your business where it takes people a long time to get back to you with the contracts you're not making it easy enough for them make it easy okay same thing with online payments all right i know we all want to save a few bucks we don't want to have online things we don't have to pay fees blah 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 get over it okay it's tax deductible stop focusing on the wrong things you want to get paid more? You want to get paid faster? Make it easier. Just let them pay you online. Okay, I cover all of this inside my course and ways to um, to do it and that save you money. Okay, so you're not wasting money on fees. But stop focusing on the wrong things. Okay, guys. Um, other things that you can do that are physical that can be an upgrade. OK, it can be an option to add an additional revenue stream and increase your bottom line by adding literal upgrades. OK, they can uh, get face masks. All right. You can upsell them. I did that for a long time in my business where the bride could um, pre-purchase um, face masks like the, the sheet masks and whatnot uh, for their bridal party in advance. And she'd be like, okay, I have eight bridesmaids or whatever, five bucks a piece. I got them at the aesthetics show in New York City, and I paid like 50 cents for them. So I was making $4.50 in profit. And I'd bring it on the day of, hand them out to everybody and be like, hey, you know, everybody put these on now. We're going to let them soak in. And, you know, it resulted in some really cute photos and things like that. The bride didn't have to go out and do that. It was an additional way that she could treat her bridesmaids i knew it was a good brand it wasn't something that was going to interact with my makeup it was an additional profit stream thinking about it now i don't know why i don't continue to do that but um you know it that's an option okay for five bucks this is the upgraded experience that they can get and guess what same as with all that other prep stuff that we talked about at the very beginning of this episode it makes your end result better okay So um, they can upgrade different lash options. So instead of being like, do you want to add false lashes? You can give them different options at different price points. Okay. It can be your basic strip lash. And that could be like the $1 lashes that you buy in bulk um, from various places. Uh, They can upgrade to a mink lash or a, a different quality level. Of lash and be like, hey, you know, I have my basics. I have my upgraded or have uh, individuals or whatever. And you know that mid level. If you give th- people three options, here's a little size sales psychology for you. If you give three people, me, if you give people three options, they are much more likely to purchase the middle option. Okay, so that's just a little basic sales psychology for you right there. Give people three options, the majority of the ones will go with the middle. Okay, some people are gonna want the most basic, other people are gonna want the most extra, but the majority of people are gonna fall somewhere in between. Okay? So, you know, maybe that middle grade one is, you know, the Ardell Naturals, you know, 420s, the 421s, whatever. You can buy those when they're on sale. You can get those for about $350. So maybe, you know, the bridesmaids who just want a little something, they get the $1 lash. You have a couple of different styles you charge them $15 for that, or $20 for that. Now you're making between $14 to $19 in profit. When they go with the middle one, personally, I think the Ardell Naturals are a nice, gorgeous, fluffy lash, and they're going to give them a much better result than the $1 ones from Miss A, all right? And you might charge them $20 to $25 for that one. So even if you're paying $350 for those they're still getting you're still getting a dollar 50 more in your overall profit and that's what more people are going to choose so you have a higher chance of making that extra dollar 50 and then your upgraded upgraded option might be individuals and be like look it takes a little bit longer but i can offer you a really customized lash experience that are going to feel incredibly comfortable and you're going to really love it costs a little bit more because it does take me a lot longer to apply but because it's so individualized and so customized a lot of my my bridesmaids um really love it if you sell it to them that way they'll be like sure shit i'll pay five dollars more It was customized it's going to be more comfortable it can be you know more suited to my individual tastes you might get a lot more people who are willing to do that. And because it does, it is something that takes a little bit more time, yes, charge more for it. That might be $25 to $30 now. So you're giving people options. It's an option overall to upgrade, and you're adding an additional revenue stream. But because you're giving them options, and you're saying, let me meet you where you're at, what's your comfort level and what's your budget? Okay, you're now able to serve their needs better and that is value serving their needs better is better value rather than just saying hey it's an extra 20 dollars for lashes do you want lashes today that doesn't really sell that that doesn't sound very appealing unless there's somebody who like really already loves lashes they're probably not going to do it i'm like the queen of the lash upgrades by the way like, I have so many little mental scripts of talking people into lashes. It's crazy. Um, but, you know, if you're giving people more options and you're giving them more price points, they might not be like, oh, I don't want to spend another $25 for lashes. But if eh, there's a $20 option and they're still going to look good, you can reassure them and be like, yeah, you know, these these are the more basic ones. There's It's just a single strip. It'll, it'll give you something. It's better than just mascara, um, you know. They can, they can still go with that option and you're not being like, well, here is the one price and one price only, yes or no, all right? So the more options you give people, the higher the level of customer service and the more opportunity you have for, for additional sales. Uh, you can also add touch-up kits, okay? And now there's the, always the option, do you wanna charge for the touch-up kits or if you wanna build that into the price? Figure out how much a touch-up kit is going to cost you. So um, I have a shopping guide for touch-up kit options. I gave you literally ideas for stuff to put in them, the prices, and the shopping links to it. Send me a DM. I will send you that um, in an email. Okay, so it's a it's a it's a beautiful PDF that I that I spent a lot of time and I put together for you. Um, it's a lot of the same stuff that I use in my own business. All right. Figure out, add up those things. Be like, okay, this is the bag that I want to use. These are the things that I want to put in it. This is how much it's going to cost me. And we're five to 15 bucks, depending on how you want to customize it. Okay. Take those things and be like, okay, well, if it's going to cost me $10 to my bottom line, what do I need to up my price by? So that it's not hurting my bottom line, that it is also bringing me a more physical profit. Okay, because you're you remember you're selling them the upgraded experience of the convenience. You're you're giving them the convenience of look here's all of these things that you may need for touch up, and I have ones for makeup and I have ones for hair and I have ones for combo. Okay, you know you're you're saving them the time. And you're providing a better quality end result because they're going to be able to maintain their look longer. Okay. And if you're somebody who uh, offers touch up services, like you stay on site to continue to touch them up, you can be like, well, you can um, have the touch up kit and do it yourself. And that's cheaper. That's either already included or it's an additional $25 or whatever. Or you can have like a free one that's included an upgraded version that includes more of the things or full sizes of the things. And then your third level is you staying on site for touch-ups and be like, okay, again, remember, see, we're going back to that three option psychology there. Okay, the free kit, the paid upgraded kit, or the add-on packages of you staying on for touch-ups. They're still getting the same end result their makeup and their hair is going to last and look beautiful. So that's what their original that's what that's what they're paying for. That's what they want. But there's different levels to how they can accomplish it. They can either do a little work themselves, okay? They can save some money by doing the work themselves. They can um do a little more or do a little less work themselves and have more options with that paid, that upgraded one, where there's more stuff to it. So maybe instead of you know, just a lipstick sample, it's now a full size. Or um, it includes a full size can of hairspray so the bridal party can use it too. Or it has a whole like container of pins, hair pins or whatever or, or whatnot instead of like the three or four extra. You know, like you have to decide what that's going to be. Or they can pay you to do it for them. All right, so those are those three different levels. Guess what? A lot of people will pay to to upgrade their their touch-up kit when you present it to them that way. The end result is still the same. You're still giving the same end result. Their hair and their makeup still stays beautiful and flawless. How much work do they want to put into it? Do they want to pay you to do all the work or do they want to do some of the work themselves? What's it worth to them? You're putting the ball in their court. You're letting them take control over you know, how much they want to spend, all right? But it's, you're you're giving an opportunity. Two out of three options add more money to your pocket, all right? So there's different items, um, different recommendations for things. That's in the PDF, but I'll kind of just kind of give you guys a few ideas. Um, different hair color pins, like have a few in black, a few in brown, a few in blonde. Uh, blotting papers, put your logo sticker on it. Or have something more branded made if you want something that's a little higher end. Um, You can get little cute canvas bags to put them in. There's a whole bunch of different places that you can buy them from. You can go to the dollar store and pick up lint rollers and a sewing kit. You can add those kinds of things to them. Um, You can use organza bags. You can do a little organza bag for like a very very basic one and put a sponge, a powder puff, um, two or three blotting sheets, uh, and a lip swatch if you want to be like, here's the touch-up and the very basic kind of thing. You can put in some mints, some chocolates. Um, You can do full-size products for the upgraded option. Like I said, the full-size can of hairspray for the group. Uh, You can include things like the face mask for the bride and then offer a touch-up kit for bridal party members. And be like, hey, you know what? Um, Included, like for me, is included is um, a, a little thing of, Uh, individually wrapped tic tacs and a swatch of their lip color so that they can touch up with it. If they want to purchase an upgraded option, they can get the full size color of the lip color that I used. Or if their concern is with shine, they can purchase a translucent powder with a packet of blotting papers. Okay, so I'm giving them different options. All right. Uh, So those are different things, but um, you can include a face mask in that uh, for prep or face mask for the bride. Um, You can do just under eye patches as a upgraded option or something that you can include in your touch up kit for the bride afterwards. I always give her uh, an individually wrapped um, makeup wipe. And this year I included everybody got a face mask because at Christmas time, I purchased like a bunch of like big sets with all of these face masks and they cost me only like 50 cents a piece. And so I threw that in the bag and I'm like, here, here's a makeup remover wipe to take your makeup off tonight. And then a face mask that you can use tonight before bed to treat your skin before you fall asleep or tomorrow morning when you wake up inevitably dehydrated because you drink. And they're always laugh about them. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to drink a lot tonight. It's like, well, your face is going to probably be pretty dehydrated tomorrow. Here's a little face mask. And they're like, oh, that's so thoughtful. Thank you. Or sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll find like the under eye patches cheap somewhere and I'll throw those in, you know, and then when I get there and I set up, I'm like, here, I included these in here. Do you want to use these now before I do your makeup? Or do you want to save these for tomorrow? And sometimes they want to use them then. Sometimes they want to save them. Um, but it goes a long way. It goes a long way to them and they'll remember it. They'll be like, oh, wow, that was really nice. That was a really, really unexpected little extra treat. Uh, there's other ways that you can also upgrade the experience that don't have to do with the wedding day as well. And um, is an upgraded experience for the trials. Okay. So if you um, have a studio of some sort where they come to you, having a mini fridge with some drink options and some snacks goes a long way. They're probably going to be there with you for a little while. Go get like little mini cans of Coke, Diet Coke, and little mini bottles of water. I have a mini fridge in my studio. I had a Keurig and I used to do coffees and teas and stuff like that. Um But now I just have the sodas and the waters. I uh, go to Target and buy like the little mini bags of chips or pretzels or kind bars or just something there. You never know when somebody was like rushing to get to the appointment and they skipped food or if they're just like, you know what? it's getting close to like dinner time, depending on what time you do your appointments or whatever or lunch or whatnot, you know, just having a little bit of snack or even just like candies or mints. Um, I always have a candy bowl there that has peppermints in it. Um, but I also usually have a second candy jar, um, or a little bowl or something with seasonal candies and kind of like whatever I picked up at target, uh, recently you can tell I'm a target shopper. Um, You know, if it's Valentine's day, they're heart shaped. If it's Halloween, it's, you know, they're orange pumpkin related. If it's Easter, it's, you know, those kinds of things. So, um, I kind of just keep that there. And my spray tan appointments really like it too, especially in the summertime, with those little mini bottles of water, people are like, Oh my God, I'm so thirsty. It's so hot out. Can I grab one of these on my way out the door? And I'm like, yeah, here, sure cost me like what 25 cents 50 cents something like that and it goes a really long way to building the experience one of the reasons again why I'm one of the most expensive um, spray tan people in my area because I go above and beyond to make sure that their experience working with me um, is highly valuable and beneficial to them I have umbrellas that stay by my door so if it's a rainy day and um, they forgot their umbrella I have an umbrella and um they can take it home with them like I paid I think like four or five dollars per umbrella I had a whole bunch of them made a few years ago um with my logo on it and it only cost me a couple of bucks um but now they have like a little mini umbrella that they can keep in their car for emergencies and every time they use it they'll remember me and they'll think about it and they'll be like yeah that person was really awesome she wanted to make sure that my tan stayed flawless and now I have this additional piece of of something to to remember her by so you can always think of well what kinds of things can I do that help to build that relationship that's practical that also continues to live on uh during the pandemic I had pens made that had um the little rubber tip on the end for using on um checkout screens and stuff like that and I was like here it's got my website on it so when you you're ready to rebook your spray tan uh that the website's right there on there for you but here so you don't have to touch the screens at the checkout because a lot of people were like freaking out about touching the credit card screens and I was like here you can sign that you don't have to worry about using the pen at the checkout you can just pull this out and everybody was like oh my god that's genius and I was like yeah I know thanks that's me I like to do those kind of like, you know, like it was just like, yeah, like, okay, you know, I got you, but they, they it was something practical and it's something that they kept around in their, in their purse for a while. So um, it builds, it built the value. And yes, I know I started at the very beginning talking about not giving them more things, but I'm looking at practical um, things. So like whenever you go to like a, a bridal show, or, or some kind of convention or exhibition, they have things with their logo on them that become their branding things. So instead of wasting money on business cards, cause I don't use business cards. I haven't used business cards in like a decade. Everything is online these days. Okay. There's very few physical products that I print out to give away to anybody. And those are in my spray tan business. I have an aftercare card, but even that literally is very basic and there's a qr code that they scan on that that pulls up the full pdf on their phone where i'm like hey here's the high points here's the details make sure that you're showering an x number of hours and i write that down for them so i can customize it per person for their reminder when to shower um but also you know don't use soap and your color is not going to develop for 24 hours and blah blah blah. like here's the three or four really important things that i want you to remember If you need more information, here's how to access it. And I make sure that it's digital. So I'm not having to spend money on these trifold brochures or big flyers, which cost a hell of a lot more money than bulk printed small postcards. So if you're going to give away something, make sure it serves a purpose for your business long term. Like the umbrellas, those pens, this postcard try and see what kind of practical thing to help grow your business down the line. Because even if they lose track of it, somebody else might find it and be like, hey, this is pretty cool. Let me look into this business that's advertised there. It's gonna have a much longer quote unquote shelf life than just a business card. Those get lost, those get trashed, everything's done digitally these days anyways. Okay, Um, another way that you can kind of upgrade the experience going kind of back to the trials Um, send them photos afterwards so that they're not trying to take selfies in a mirror that might be unflattering or look like really shitty lighting or having somebody else, um, take the photos where it might be at a weird angle where something looks like it's there. That's not really there. Like I had a bridesmaid once who was like, Oh, on the day of, can we do less volume in this spot? Because it looks like I have an egghead and somebody had taken the photo for her, from this really weird angle from like down and from the side. So yeah, of course it looked like she had an egghead, but standing at normal height, looking like normal people look at her, nobody's going to be photographing her or looking at her from that weird ass angle. But because that was the photo that she was relying on after the trial to remember what, what she did and to send those photos to the bridesmaids who couldn't be there or send to her mom who couldn't be there, That's that was her her viewpoint. Of, the, of what we did, and so of course she was suddenly no longer happy with that. So um, I changed my process, where now after the the trial, the photos that I take, I control the posing, I control the angle of the camera, I control the lighting, all right? I control all of that, and then I can give that to her. I know that that is the quality of the photos that are going to be distributed to those other people, and that is going to set the expectation, and that is going to set the, the level of expertise in their minds of what I can create for them. Okay. So, um, doing that builds the experience. Okay. That's highly valuable. You can be like, don't worry about having to have somebody else take your photos or trying to take awkward selfies. I send you these beautiful photos that I take from the trial. I'll send those to you. You know, in an hour after they leave, they've got an email from me and I do it through HoneyBook. So it saves those photos. It's already there. They can access them at any time. I can pull them up and access them at any time. So it's organized for me. Like there's just so many added long-term benefits to doing that. that That's more than just convenience. Um, Have music. Okay. Make sure that your space is well-branded, well-lit clean in a nice neighborhood. All these little things that set the tone of how professional and how valued your prices are. Um, I had an experience once, um, and I don't want to go into too many details because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I was doing makeup and it was at the hairstylist's home, okay? And she did not live in a very good neighborhood and sure enough the bride did a drive by of the house and then sent an email saying i will pay extra for you to come to my house because i'm not parking my car in this neighborhood and and getting out of the car i'm i'm not i don't i'm not walking into your house i don't really know you all that well and guess what we lost that booking Okay, so um, all these little things, like how do you set yourself apart? Where do you do your trials? Okay, if you're doing them in your home, you can absolutely do that. But where are you doing that? Are you doing that at your dining room table while your kids and your dog are kind of running around? Or do you have a dedicated room inside your house that is very clearly only used for your clients? That is your studio. You don't have all of your personal life All around it sets it apart that you consider this your business this is how you want to represent yourself and so there may be little things that you're kind of doing that's kind of sabotage that professionalism and that level of value so um so just kind of keep that in mind just upgrading the experience what does your setting look like that first time that they meet with you in person how are you dressed how are you presenting yourself okay um How organized is your kit? Like all of these little things play together in the overall experience. And so if you can find ways to upgrade these kinds of things, then you're upgrading your business overall, okay? Uh, Also, one last little thing. Um, If you are in a salon and that's where you do it, you can put together um, some type of packet. You can either do it physical or digital, okay, with additional services. So we talked about earlier about those add-ons and things like that, Um, so you can give that to them. And you can also um, have retail options with pre-made prep kits. OK, so um, this was something, again, that I utilized in my salon business uh, when I was working behind the chair. I had prep kits already put together for brides had a volumizing shampoo and conditioner, um, a wet brush that was bridal themed and a little bag. Um, and they could purchase that. Or then I also had a, I had a couple of different options at different price points. Guess which one sold the most? The middle one. OK, so um, you can have a, like a travel size one. Okay, where it's like, okay, you're probably, you might not love these products, you might not use them, but this is going to help give you the best result, clarifying, volumizing, texturizing, whatever, here's specific products geared towards the result that you want on your wedding day, but it's in trial size. So it's going to be cheaper, you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to use the whole bottle or it's going to go to waste, whatever, you can build in the value of, oh, now it's travel size, you can take it with you on your honeymoon afterwards, it's a great way to test new products, however you want to spin it, okay? Okay. You can have the full size as that mid-grade kit and then you can offer an upgraded kit and be like, here's a deep conditioning mask and a scrunchie and, you know, like under eye patches or something along those lines. So offering them additional prep kits that one, make your end result on the wedding day better two provide authority and expertise of here, I am recommending to get the best result. This is how you should prep. Okay. And also saving the convenience and the time because her time is money too. All right. You're saving the convenience and the time and the money of providing that for her. And she doesn't have to think about it. She just got to send you the money. Okay. You're, you're building that additional value. All right. Um, So that's it for today. There are so many different ways that you can upgrade your experience that has absolutely nothing with bribing your brides by giving them thank you gifts or mailing them things or giving them things at their trials or whatever, which I mean, if that works for you, that's a great thing. I have um, a student inside my course that Uh, We switched her from mailing the gifts. She still wanted to do the gifts to at the trial. So now she presents them with a little gift bag and some tissue paper. And it's got some great stuff in it. It is something that continues to build value for her business because it has samples of the skincare line that she sells. All right. So that they can test it out and then possibly purchase so one, they get a better result on the day of, but two, now she's making the commissions from selling those, those retails. So um, it's a thank you gift. They appreciate it. They're presented with it on the on the trial day. So it makes it kind of like a big thing. Um, and then it continues to build value for her down the line. Great. Mailing something as a little thank you gift in the mail kind of really doesn't have that same effect. And it uh, it wastes money and time and resources. So um, there's so many different ways, like I said, that you can really upgrade the experience to help continue to build value in your business. Thank you so much for listening today. That's it. If you have any questions, or if you want a copy of that PDF, go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram and let me know, hey, I want the PDF for the touch-up kits. And then just give me your email address and I'll send that over to you. My Instagram, if you're not already following me, is BeautyBiz B-I-Z collective. So Beauty Biz Collective on Instagram. And I hope you have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Love today's episode. Let me know, leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview, find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.